everybody? Welcome back to another Batman News Weekly. This is episode 141 in year three. I am going to let you know right now, you're obviously this podcast is late and it is super scuffed. This, this podcast should not be happening, all right? <laughs> it should not be happening. But um, for those of you that don't know, if you don't follow me on any of my other social medias, I have not had AC in my house since Monday. And it got so hot in my house that I had vertigo and it turned into a panic attack. So it was like the worst fucking thing that could happen. Uh, If you live in Texas, you know how hot it can get here. And if you live without an AC in Texas, you're not human. So, um, yeah, I've been dealing with that. I am out. I have not been able to post any content. Any content that you've seen on my channels is stuff I had already done. Because it's just, it's too hot in my room. I cannot even work in there. So um, I'm currently on location. I'm using my laptop, which I don't ever use to record. I'm using a different mic. So if this sounds like shit, I'm sorry. It's just a mic that I got to use that I use for, you know, it's like, it's very my low budget mic, essentially. And um, yeah, we're recording this on a Sunday. Uh, If you hear stuff in the background, it's probably because my niece and my bro and everybody have gotten here. So they might be just living their lives. This is his house, so... Uh, you might just have to deal with that. But we are going to talk about some stuff. Um, I know if you do follow us on social medias, I know Clay was very big into this, but you know, some terrible tragedy happened this week in Texas. And we're not going to get into the political bullshit and all this stuff. Um, we can we can sit here and bitch about it forever. But, you know, our hearts go out to that. That place is not far from where we live. Yeah, uh, not Clay, at all. Do you have family that lives there? Uh, no, I do have... Uh... My wife's best friend mm-hmm. works in Uvalde. Okay. And she was out for lunch when it happened. Really? Um, she got stopped by the uh, the traffic jam of police officers letting the emergency vehicles through yeah. um, the street to get to the school. Um, yeah. it, it's freaking crazy. Um, yeah. Uh, I live. Uh, it's about. Set, I mean. Depending on how fast you drive, um, it's about the same amount of time for both me and Juice. Uh, And it's like he said, it's not very far at all. Uh, So it it was it was very eye opening, especially with uh, me having one on the way. Like I was like it. it I just have my niece. I worry about my niece and like I'm not even a father. You're going to be a father. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's it was terrifying, man. Um. We had discussions about it in the Discord. Shit gets heated there all the time. But, like, I just, you know, and I, if I'm very open about talking about things, but in the Discord, I just wasn't having it, uh, definitely this week with anything like that, just because, yeah, dude, that was, that's super close to home, you know? And it was funny, too, because I, it was crazy. Uh, I think it was a year or two after I graduated high school, there was going to be an attempted shooting at my high school um and they no, caught what's the even guy more and say is like immediately after this and like three other schools in texas alone yeah they have caught other people attempting to do the same thing yeah yeah i only heard about one um that was like in dallas i think which was just it's fucking insane man like it's insane yeah. and you know what this is I, I i don't know man like it's just it sucks because I hate the everything that follows with it, right? Like, they always get thrown on video games and all this other bullshit, and I just really hate it. But I don't know, man. I, so this week has just been shit is all I'm trying to say. Like, I've been yeah. taking L's left and right, and then it says, like, society's taking L's too. 
And uh, it just fucking sucks, man. Like, I don't see why people just can't be nicer to each other. And, like, we don't have to deal with all this shit. But it's life, right? People are crazy. Crazy shit happens. But it sucks when it happens very close to you. And, um, but anyways, that's that's our piece for this. We're going to get into comics. Like I said, this podcast, I don't know how long it's going to go. We don't have a lot to talk about. But we do have viewer questions and we have comic books. Um, but the first things we're going to talk about is this trailer just dropped promoting Chip Zdarsky and George Humanis' new run on Batman, and it has gotten me more concerned than I already was for this run, because I just showed this to Clay, and Clay was like, what the fuck? And um, the way this thing starts off, it shows, like, Chip's name and all this stuff, and almost immediately, it shows Joker, so already my eyes are turning in the back of my head. But it's not one Joker, it's not two Jokers, it's three fucking Jokers. Three. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about this. So I'm on the video now. If you look at it, you have the classic looking Joker with the green suits. Yes. Then you have another, or sorry, the purple suit. Then you have another purple suit Joker with the hat, a.k.a. Yeah. Killing Joke Joker. Mm -hmm. And then you have an all black suit joker which in my mind i look at him and i immediately think of scott snyder's joker no so i think of the batman beyond joker oh shit with the yeah. slick back hair mm -hmm. oh shit. yeah i just recently watched the return of the joker so yeah. I, I i get that now yeah holy shit so do you think this is him being like, I'm going to pull in Jeff Johns's story into my run, which is the worst thing you can do? Um, or is this going to be a multiverse thing where we're dealing with a bunch of Jokers? I think, you know, knowing that Dark Crisis is here and not actually honestly paying attention to anything outside of the books that I read, mm -hmm. um, I know that I read a lot more other than just Batman, but recently I haven't been paying attention to what DC is attempting to do. Uh -huh. All I know is, okay, Dark Crisis. Okay, I know that uh, uh, Flashpoint Batman or Batman Beyond or Flashpoint Beyond or whatever you want to call it is dealing with multiverse stuff as well as Dark Crisis. It might be a multiverse story. Yeah. I just... We just had this, though, with the know. Batman who laughs. It's yeah. essentially the same thing. I just... Chip has given me no hope, man. No, he just seems like he's going to be uh, just a, you know, fucking repeat Ronda over here. And just like, oh, yeah, let's just take all the shit that works, and I'm going to do it my way. It's like, bro, what happened to creativity? Again, people hate when I bring up Tom King, but at least he tried to do something different. At yeah. least he was like, I'm going to take a character that's not always used, a la the Joker. Granted, of course he did use the Joker. We've talked about this before on the podcast. If you ever got the opportunity to write Batman, you probably want to write a Joker story. I'm not going to yeah. lie. I would probably want to do the same thing. But to revolve everything around that character, I think is kind of lose-lose, a la the way Tynan did it. Because um, again, I always said... And it's funny because I forgot... We were having this this discussion in the Discord, actually. Uh, I forgot. I don't know if I was having it with Raphael or if I was having it with uh, somebody else. I think, I don't know if Raphael chimed in. I was having it with somebody. We were talking about Tynan. And I just went back and, dude, all of the characters that Tynan has put out there, besides Ghostmaker and Clown Hunter, which were the, uh, Clown Hunter wasn't the worst, Ghostmaker was. 
But all of his characters had potential and he farted on all of them. Like, I just don't know how you missed that. Miracle Molly's design, amazing. Punchline's design, amazing. The, you know, the designer wasn't great for being called the designer. Uh, figured he'd have a little bit more fashion sense. Thought he was like Kanye West. But for the most part, he, the character of the designer was really awesome, but then he ruined it. And like, it just blows my mind that he had potential to do a great run, but he was like, it's all for the Joker. And I'm like, that was stupid. Like, yeah. you could have done something so different. Everybody's like, we want new, we want new, we want new. And Tyna was like, I'm going to give you new revolved around the Joker. And it's like, that's not new. It, it was the Joker disguised with new content. Yes. Yeah. And that's, I, I just don't like the way they did that. We, mm-hmm. I mean, we could go about it all day. We had our opinions yes. when we were actually <laughs> reading it, it each week. But this with, with Chip Zdarsky, I will always say that Chip in Marvel is, it's like chef's kiss. It is yeah. some of the greatest content that I'm reading over there in Marvel right now. This, like you said, it it's something, it's, it's the comfortable. And yeah. sometimes I don't want comfortable. Yes, I want some things that I want, which is a lot of things that a lot of people are asking for. Yeah. But unfortunately, the louder voices are, I like Joker. I like mm-hmm. Joker. Give me Joker. I want Joker. We haven't had Joker in like two seconds. I want more Joker. Yeah. It's like, Jesus Christ, guys, give it a rest. Yeah. And you know what sucks is it's just like, because it's funny too. We, I was somebody who had read Bendis in Marvel and liked a lot of his star stories in Marvel. And so when he came to DC, like before I even read one of his first issues, I went to meet him. I had a conversation with him. I had high hopes for Bendis. And I was like, man, this guy's awesome. Like, cause conversationally he was cool to talk to. Yeah. And I was like, awesome. He was a nice dude and all this jazz. So I had no ill will about him. I started reading it and I didn't really have an issue with it because I'm not a big Superman guy. So I don't know what was good and what wasn't, but Clay was actively hating it. Well, no, because I I remember you took a you took a jab, well not a jab, you took a shot at wanting to read his books, and so yes. you started to read. I think the first three to six issues of Bendis. Yeah, you didn't read anything from then on, and then you came onto my podcast because I needed a stand-in. Yeah, and I was like, all right, hey, we're on issue sixteen of Action Comics. Oh you yeah! Read it. Da, da, da. No, I think and we skipped like six issues. I was, tw- I think it was, I stopped at issue six, and we jumped to issue twelve. I think it what it was, something yeah. like that. And and, and you were, it. and you were like, <laughs> what has been going on? Because it felt like this was the continuation to issue six. I was like, that's the biggest problem with all of his writing. Yeah. He like he prolongs every little thing. It every single issue is a filler. Yeah, every single issue is a filler for him. And with Chip. I'm really scared of him wanting to do because let's be honest, whenever you're on Batman, whoever's on Batman, they want to be the next big thing. Yeah. Right. Batman is the biggest title at DC as much as that hurts me. I understand that Batman is the biggest title at DC. So you want to do something that's of course going to boost sales. Chip's name is already going to boost sales. Let's be completely honest. Then he's going to do the trope of, okay, well I need to add new characters I need to have first appearances. I need to have, you know, cameo appearances and things like that. And so you're going to get the tropes. And I think it's going to be too obvious that he's doing the 
new formula that is okay get a new book get a new character get new gadgets like it's it's all gonna be what feels new yeah but we have we've already said oh look at tynan and look what he's done it is the same formulaic type of storytelling yeah as snyder with the lack of relationships and the beat by beat storytelling with joker i don't want that with chip i don't yeah yeah and I only read a very little of his Daredevil run, but it was entertaining. And I was like, okay, this is pretty cool. So I don't understand like what this idea of is jumping from Marvel to DC if it's just like, oh, I'm just taking the paycheck. like Because I don't understand how you you go to the, I mean, I'm going to say, a, young, I feel like a younger audience would argue this, the more iconic company, which is DC. I mean, everybody knows the Trinity. It wasn't until 10 years ago that people knew who the hell the Avengers were. Nobody fucking knew who they were. X-Men were bigger, but, you know, Fox kind of shit the bed with that. So everybody yeah. was like, oh, X-Men aren't that great. Um, Spider-Man's the only person I would say was probably up there. That yeah. people would be like, oh, we all know who Spider-Man is. And Sony's, you know, popping out Morbiuses. So, although, that movie has a life of its own, man. I don't know if I've seen an internet campaign better than Morbius is. Have you seen that there's a Twitch channel for 24-7 Yes, of and it gets taken down and then they bring them back up. Like, it's crazy. Dude, uh, so there, there's even a video out there that is like Morbius entire full-length film sped up by like times 10. Yeah. And uh I think it's like, in GIF form now. Yeah, yeah. So most yeah. people, most people in my group chat for podcasting, they've all seen Morbius. They took mm -hmm. the chance and went to go see it in theaters. I was like, I'm not doing it. I'm not yeah. gonna take that chance. I'm sorry. I'm not gonna join y'all's review. I'm not gonna do it. Yeah. And so when I finally saw that video, I clicked it, watched the entire thing, <laughs> shared it to that group chat. I was like, finally I could say this. I've yeah. seen Morbius. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's crazy when you when you watch something so sped up like that and just see everything that happened in it but speaking of that yeah i just i cannot believe the legs that movie has had uh because it's be it's it's been what you want right or what some people want they want to make a movie so bad that it becomes popular so morbius feels like it's become it's going to become a cult classic so yeah. i wonder if they're gonna make a part two just for the memes you know what i mean like which would be insane. I, I, we kind of, we live in a meme world. Yeah. So like I could totally see it happening. Yeah. So maybe give it a less of a budget. Cause they know it's going to, they're trying to be bad. So like, we'll just do this and see what happens, you know? <laughs> um, and then maybe you just throw Spider-Man in there for just like a little bit. And people be like, Oh shit, Spider-Man's going to be in it. And then maybe you do some Spider-Man memes in that too. Like, I don't know what they're trying to do, but like you gotta, I mean, I don't know how they won in this somehow they came out on top uh although the budget didn't but it is what it is anyways chip sadarsky is probably going to be the morbius the of dc coming up because i just don't get it man like i'm not excited i wasn't already excited for his run because of the dialogue we got in that preview stuff and now you're gonna bring back joker like what Joker is he going to give us? You know what I mean? Because I think people can write Joker a little bit better than they can write Batman. But sometimes when you give Joker crazy monologues too, they're kind of ridiculous. So like, is Chick, Chip going to give us silly 
Joker? Is he going to give us, you know, legit Joker? Like, I don't know what he's going to do. Or is that why he's bringing in all of them so he could do every kind of version? You know what I mean? Yeah. It, I think Chip is, from what I've seen on Twitter and seen his videos, he is a little bit of, of a comedic guy. He he does yeah. play a lot in that realm of in real life. I haven't really seen it too much in his stories. Yeah. And I wonder if maybe, maybe him trying to do a multiversal story, that can be something of a good thing when writing a Joker of that of like a Silver Age or a Golden Age. Yeah. I could see it working out there, but he shouldn't be writing the main Batman title if that's the case. You know? Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um so yeah, I'm not not excited for what's going to be happening in Batman. Um, usually, when there's a new writer, you have a little bit of hope, but as at the moment, especially after a trailer, I'm just like, yeah. So um, we'll see what happens. I will say in the trailer, there's a lot more Robin. Yeah. So and this you know. story is called Batman Failsafe. Is yeah. the first arc. Whatever. But that's that new character he's inventing. That's supposed to be the what did they say? Oh, he called it the Doomsday. Yeah. Oh my god. Like he's just setting himself up to fail in my opinion. But it is what it is. That's the biggest story out of this week. But Clay did actually get some more information on the video game side for Gotham Knights. So let's dive into that. Yeah. So in the Discord of Gotham Knights, they did a Q&A um of course, everybody who joined got to ask the questions on one channel while they answered them in a different channel. And so I didn't do all of them. I just grabbed a couple screenshots um, to talk about some of the more important stuff that we were really kind of wondering and kind of, you know, on the fence about Yeah. when it came to the footage that we saw last week. So uh, the first question is, how alive is the open world in terms of uh, civilians, weather, traffic, crime, NPC interactions, uh, interable buildings, etc.? One of the one of the developers said, everything mentioned in that question is uh, present in our Gotham City to some degree. Each district in Gotham has a distinct mix of uh, citizens since the player will only hit the streets at night. Some neighborhoods have more of civilian nightlife after or, or others are more industrial and bleak, but you'll encounter Gothamites from all walks of life and they will definitely have opinions about your vigilante activities. Hmm. Their vehicle traffic uh, of various types, pedestrians heading in and out of rail stations, city workers on the night shifts. The weather varies from night to night while remaining true to Gotham's vibe. Players will be able to enter a variety of buildings, usually because of their some uh, illicit after hours activity underway. And there is crime everywhere, both petty and major. So that's the first question. Another question was, what made you decide to set this game apart from the Arkham series? The rich mythology of Batman universe itself. Uh, we wanted to be able to interpret and adapt the characters. That's both the heroes and their rogues gallery in new ways that would support a new player experience and progression. We wanted to be able to write the history of these characters with an original story without being, uh, without being tied to particular uh, continuity or uh, feature sets. Hmm. 
another question was, can you play through the entire game as the same character or will there be story uh, required you to play as each different uh, character? Uh, and will some missions force us to play specific characters? Uh, it says here, you can play through the entire game as any character that you want. There are no missions that force you to switch characters, although there is story content and a few side activities that are hero specific. So, you know, we were kind of on the fence on wanting to play any of these other characters because of the way they were really looking in these uh, in these videos. And so I can strictly want to be Nightwing throughout the entire game without having to play uh, with Supernatural Todd, you know, mm -hmm. him being yeah. all ghostly and all of that. Um, so it says here another que uh, two questions. Do all characters have the option to do stealth attacks? Uh, asking in reference to Red Hood, maybe he uh, had a silencer to those guns. Uh, I'm also wondering if we can spec down different combat trees like Red Hood. For instance, can we spec into more hand-to-hand -hand combat or just the guns? So another different developer said, no. The guns are loud in combat, although you can still use the projectiles at medium range as distractions because the sound of the high-tech pistols doesn't travel as far as regular guns. All the knights have stealth takedowns, though Red Hood always uses his guns for ranged attacks and uses his hands and feet with lots of pistol whip strikes for his melee attacks. Every hero's ability tree adds new moves and improves stats, so rather than having the option to play bare hands mode instead of using weapons, the ability uh, design focuses on unlocking or adding new moves. Where you choose to invest the ability tree on is about choosing between unlocks and, the, and how they reflect uh, how you want to play. So for example, I like to use Red Hood's grab and throw abilities, so I will unlock them early in the tree. Whereas the player who wants to shoot a lot might put more energy in unlocking more range damage boost. It's about how you want to express yourself in combat. So they're giving you an option on how you want to play each of these characters. Yeah. But it's not so expansive to where, like he said, as Red Hood... not like you... Assassin's Creed. Exactly. Or, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know how I feel about that, but I mean, it is what it is. There's four characters. The, the next question is, why does Nightwing have a Fortnite glider? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the developer laughed out loud, and he said, the flying trapeze was inspired by a couple ideas. First... Some of the classic issues for Nightwing uh, solo series uh, where he extends his uh, aerialist moves with a jet-powered glider. Uh, second, we like the death-defying angle of him looking at the various stealth drones in Batman's arsenal and calculating that he could just get away with hanging off one of the smaller models and still being able to maintain a, and gain altitude with it. Its design is, is to feel a bit impressive improvised and dependent on his extreme athleticism which fits nightwing's approach to everything flying it has such a different feel from batgirl's cape gliding and it blends really well with his bigger parkour and leap moves as well as with grappling and that so, does uh bring up one point that uh -huh. in this uh q a i did find out every single character will have a grappling hook 
so they can travel by grappling. Okay, yeah. I don't know why they need two different things, but you could do it all with grappling. Well, the one thing that I said uh, in my prediction was, oh, they probably wanted to do everybody very specifically different things so that way they could be unique. And the very Mm -hmm. next question is, what was your thinking and inspiration on having Red Hood's mystical leap as his travel ability? Not to criticize its inclusion, I know that Jason probably has the most connection to the mystic arts than the other three. It's just it caught so many people off guard. Mm -hmm. And the explanation, I'm not going to read it off word for word because it's exactly what I said. They wanted to basically make each character very different in the way that they uh, travel through Gotham. Yeah, I mean, personally, the way people travel is the last thing I would care about in uniqueness fighting look all of that are above the way they travel um so i don't understand that because isn't like uh tim drake uh essentially fucking nightcrawler and he teleports he teleports yeah Yeah. so Um, dumb what it sounds like is batgirl is the most batman version of all of them that's basically what they said hell yeah Um, is is that she's she's gonna have a little bit more of the cape gliding but in the same sense of like Arkham Knight, how yeah. you can like kind of go up and down, she kind of yeah. has that ability as well. Um, yeah. So you can be able to go long distances if you want to with it. The last one that I really grabbed, I grabbed some other ones talking about like how you can change your suit and the mods against that and everything else. Yeah. Uh, but the one that kind of grabbed me is. If you complete a so a mission solo, can you replay the story mission again with a friend that hasn't completed it? And another developer said, absolutely. If your friend invites you to their game, you will play the story at the point where they are in their progression. The mm-hmm. inverse is also true, meaning that if you invite a friend into your game, they will be able to play alongside you, even if you're further in the story and than them. And then... When they return to their own game, they will play the mission chapters and then they have to the option to either replay the part that they played in co-op with you or simply skip ahead if they don't want to go through it again. Hmm. So that so you won't your story won't jump to that point. But once you get there, you don't have to replay it. You have you have the progression there. So if you've gotten some sort of item and stuff that is specifically to that place and you yeah. played with a friend mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, I don't have to go through that entire thing again. Yeah. yeah, you don't have to. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's still, I'll give it a shot. I'm playing Batgirl, so it seems like she's going to be the most batman one there. So I'm totally down with that. I'm waiting to hear people cry about that. Oh, what is Batgirl? The one that looks so much like Batman. Mm-hmm. Uh, girls can't do what guys do. Uh. There's always one. There's always one. Um, but for the most part, I'm excited about it. Um, I will say, you know, I understand why they went with Gotham Knights and didn't want to connect it. Um, because there were some things. The Arkham games weren't perfect, in my opinion, story-wise. The one thing I always thought was really stupid was one bald Tim Drake... I thought that was dumb. And him being in a relationship with Barbara was always the weirdest fucking thing. Yeah. And I'm like, who decided to do that? And I'm like, Paul Dini, what's going on there, my guy? Um, That was the dumbest thing. That was so weird. 
And uh, I'll, I'll never, I'll always be confused about that, that decision making there. So I can understand why they wanted to get away from it. I would hope that they're not going to also do that in this one. Where they're like, oh yeah, there's going to be this weird romantic relationship between Tim Drake and Barbara. I'm like, no, no, let's not do that. Because in this stance, <laughs> he should be a child. And yeah. she should be older. So um, let's not do that. Uh, which makes Arkham even weirder. So anyways, there's that. But uh, I think that's pretty much all we got. There wasn't a lot of news this week, right? Yeah, no, the only small thing is that they've added... Uh voice actors to the bat wheels show that is still in development um i think uh very popular and it is going to go into one of our questions later today uh but solo uh maraduena is going to be mr freeze's vehicle in uh bat wheels so yeah so he's a That's hero and a villain interesting um cool uh all right let's jump over to uh the batman news weekly well do we have questions on youtube uh, YouTube, I have not checked. Let's go ahead. Yeah, and I know we have a few in quick. in uh, the Discord, Looking and I, I gotta say, right now, I want to see if we missed any. Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, it's been a weird week, y'all. So, so uh, Raphael asked. Uh, we only have one question on YouTube. What is the oldest comic you have read? Oh, I mean, I I don't know how. I'm assuming just in general and not the way it was written. Like, I haven't read a physical story from, you know, 19, 20, 30 Batman. You know what I mean? Uh, but I have, I want to say I've read issue one of Batman. Like, in the, you know, reprints and stuff. Yeah. So, that would probably be the oldest thing I've read. Unless you're talking about, like charlie brown or something like that like if those count then i've read those way a long time ago because isn't yeah. charlie brown like 100 years old or some shit like that i don't um, know because uh, it was a comic it. strip so like comic strips are pretty old you know i'm talking about in the newspaper so i don't know how i'm pretty sure charlie brown is at least 70s 80s for sure right um unless i'm just imagining that it's way older it's not called Charlie Brown either, right? It's called uh, the Peanuts. Well, so. it was it premiered uh -huh. in 1966. Really? I thought that was way older. I like I don't. Oh, I guess I mean it's still newspapers, so it'd still be black and white. But I imagine that in black and white. That's crazy. Oh, hold on, hold on. The character made his official debut in the first Peanuts comic strip on October 2nd, 1950. Oh, okay. So it's still pretty old, but not as old as I thought. So it's about 70 years old. So yeah. Yeah. Um, but I thought it was like, or like 20s, but all right. Um, so yeah, I mean, I would probably say I've read Batman. I've read the first issue or first appearance of Batman is what I should say. So I'm going to go with that. I think mine would be Action Comics number one. Yeah. Would be mine. Um, I know that there are, of course, some horror comics that are older than Action Comics. Uh, I have not been a big horror guy yeah. in comic books, uh, not until recently. Uh, and I never read those. So yeah. uh, Action Comics number one would be my oldest comic that I read. Yeah, so it's the easiest thing I can come up with for sure. Yeah. All right. Now, what do we got on the Discord? In the Discord, I was actually early this time, guys. <laughs> uh, so the first question is, 
Uh, I already know if this is coming from Young. I already know Juice's answer to this. But what is uh, your favorite non-comic book movie, Clay? So uh, what is your favorite non-comic book movie? My favorite movie of all time is Dumb and Dumber. Oh, so, that's right. That's yeah, right. That's my favorite movie of all time. Uh, my, favorite, my favorite movie of all time uh, is uh, The Princess Bride. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, Any particular I, reason? Um. I just watched it a shit ton as a kid and it just stuck. Yeah. Um, it's, it's between that and stand by me. Okay. Um, if anybody knows what that is, Are those both rom-coms. No, stand by me is a, the a story about the four kids that like made their way. They heard that there was a kid that was hit by a train and there was no body found. Uh, but the parents want to find the body to at least bury it. Mm-hmm. and the radio is like oh yeah you, you know there's this like reward if anybody finds the body the parents are willing to pay blah blah yeah. and these kids go on this like coming of age like they walk the railroad i think they, i've heard about that yeah it's it's an old movie it has yeah. a very young uh will wheaton uh, uh oh, okay yeah, phoenix yeah. um sean people O'Connell. always like send tell him shit about that movie right yeah, like Will Wheaton. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it, either that or The Princess Bride. And for me, I I was this close, guys, this close from convincing uh, my wife if we had a boy to name him Indigo Montoya Inahosa. So that way, if anything were <laughs> God, ever happened yeah. to me, he could yeah. say, "My name is Indigo Montoya." So <laughs> my father, prepare to die. <laughs> hey man you can still do it you know what in today's society <laughs> girls can be named anything too man oh, Miss make man. it a unisex name um oh. that's fucking hilarious uh let's see second um, question uh is from arwitz uh wicks um what are your thoughts on the people saying that they want the mcu to have a more comic accuracy yet when bale is in it they go all out the window so this is in regards to the trailer of Love and Thunder. Yeah. Uh, he is playing, uh, I can't re- remember the pronunciation of his name, uh, Goro or Guru. Yeah, or so, uh, like he's, Goro he's the, the, go- he, yeah, he's god, the god butcher. And the way that he looks in the comics, he has, he basically looks like Lord Voldemort. Yeah. And it, he has like these tendrils coming out in the back. He almost looks like a Twi'lek from, from star Wars mm-hmm. um, with no nose. Um, and I genuinely think that Marvel decided to not go with that look. So that way they wouldn't get the star Wars uh, criticism or the Harry Potter criticism. That's honestly the way I, I see it. Huh? Yeah. I mean, I could see it. Um, or bet. I mean, it would be weird that Bell wouldn't want to go just through a little bit more cosmetic stuff to make it look like that, you know. Bale is the guy that always wants to transform in his roles. Yeah, yeah. So I, I could very much see them being like, "Hey, we could go this route, but we're gonna go ahead and just make it easy on yeah. you with this look." They should have done the uh, the the things on his head though. Like you do the no nose and the things on your head. I think you would have been fine. But yeah, um, I don't know. I mean. Comic book fans are dumb. Like, let's be real. Like, we're all dumb. We all support something. Like, <laughs> everybody has something that they, like, how do you say, brush off or, like, 
have an exception for, right? Like everybody has exceptions. And so I don't know, man, maybe it's just me getting older, but I don't really give a fuck anymore. Like when people are like, if you would have told me like when I was at the height of my YouTube, I was still doing, or I should say the height of my Gotham shit. I was still like Marvel versus DC, man. DC is better because I don't give a shit anymore. Like, I just think it's dumb. Like there's so many other things to complain about. And I'm just like, I don't care anymore, guys. Like, you know, we're getting, we're getting arguably too much comic book stuff right now in my opinion, because I can't keep up with half of it. Yeah. I'm just yeah, like, that's, that's how a lot easy. of people feel is yeah. that they can't keep up with it. It's, it's a lot. Yeah. Like stranger things came out. It's one of my favorite shows. I haven't even watched it yet. I have surprisingly have not seen a lot of spoilers. I, I haven't seen stranger things since season one, yeah. but like every single time a, a season drops, I see freaking spoilers all the time. Season four. Yeah. It's been what? three days and i have yet to see like a major spoiler or anything from that show yet so so interestingly enough i have a vpn right and i use it on my phone because i have free access for that i'm in canada right now and it's funny to see their headlines versus our headlines because ours is all so dramatic and like everybody's gonna die in america and all this kind of shit where canadians are like just bitching about trudeau or something like that so it's i'm like all right cool and like their stuff isn't at least I'm not getting the hardcore, like, this is the most popular show and all this kind of stuff, which is really interesting. Um, and I don't follow comic bookie people because comic bookie people are the l- people that love to talk about comic bookie shit and stuff like Stranger Things and shows on the internet. So Clay is the only person that I follow that is comic bookie <laughs> stuff. And so luckily, you know, I'm just getting a bunch of fucking anime boobs in my feed. I ain't try- I ain't dealing with fucking uh, spoilers, Candidate which is awesome. Has taste. Yeah, I'm a man <laughs> of culture. Um, so, but the thing is too is like I try to keep, you know, I try to keep my shit very low because that's the one thing I realized going back to Twitter is like I'm like, oh, this is where I used to get a lot of shit spoiled for me. I was like, I need to remember that, but I don't follow a shitload of people anymore either. Like, I'm like at sixty maybe. And half of them are just like artists and they're not doing shit. So artists are YouTubers. Like they're too busy to watch TV shows and stuff. So I was like, all right, cool. Um, Although I did see one YouTuber. I don't know if you saw this in my feed. They posted the trail, like an actual trailer, a physical trailer of the Stranger Things thing. And it's like the tentacles coming out and it just looks like a vagina, like (laughs) hardcore. And I was just like, oh, man. Oh, uh, that was hilarious. Oh, so, man. I thought that was legit funny. So, uh, yeah, there's there's that. Um, I don't know how we got on the topic. <laughs> but <laughs> let's go back to questions. Uh, next so. question. I love this question from Mel. Uh, if you were captured by the Riddler, how long do you think you would last? How many riddles? This was a great question. I'm not. I'm gonna say probably one of the best questions in a long time. I, I really like this question. Yeah. Um, dude, are you even good at riddles? I'm terrible. No, at them. I no. would die. I was so gonna say I would. I would just ask if if it was, hey, answer this riddle or die. Just kill me. Yeah. Like, just yeah. do it. Like, I, there's no way. Yeah, dude. It's because like a lot of people try. I hate when people are real snobby about riddles. You know what I mean? They're like, oh, it's a, it's actually a newspaper. Like everybody knows the basic ass riddles that have come out, right? Like yeah. the newspaper one, all this other kind of stuff. But when people try to hit you, like I think if you were to put like a timer for like a minute and you were like, I think my, my fam just got here. If you were to put a timer for like a minute, I think 
and you were like, answer this riddle, I don't think a lot of people would get riddles that fast, in my opinion. Yeah, no, it like it once somebody puts me under pressure, my brain turns into mush. Yeah. It is just like, yep, nope, not not gonna happen. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I would definitely not last long. Um I mean, is he throwing like softball riddles at first? You know, or is it like the riddles? Like, because there have been times when I've been reading a Batman comic book with the Riddler and I try to solve the riddle before I turn the page. And I'm just like, I can't do it because his <laughs> riddles are complex sometimes. Like they're really complex where it involves a puzzle. And I'm like, yeah. bro, like you're doing a puzzle and a riddle. That doesn't count. That's not fair. And so, you know, it's it's what you got to do. Um, I am always curious about people that write the Riddler if they just steal riddles like from the Internet or if they just make up their own. I I would be interested to to see how somebody comes up with a Riddler story. Yeah. I think that would be a lot of fun. Uh, Charlie has the next question with, do you think WB will give us a real Birds of Prey story since we're getting a real Batgirl? Yeah. I think that we will. Um, it does look like the writer for the Canary story or movie is uh, hard at work. She has a script. Yeah. Um, I think that she is uh, doing minor edits or whatever. Uh, so it's, it's, it's happening. Uh, and yeah. I don't know if, if you guys have heard, but Zaslov has made it official from now on. Every DC movie is going to have a theatrical release. Um, really? Yeah. So he came out and said, the reason there's two reasons why uh, Wonder Twins was canceled. Mm-hmm. One, $75 million budget. Two, he said that new IPs on streaming services do not bring people into the service. Mm-hmm. What brings people to the service is hit blockbusters because um, there, ha- there have been analytics and one of their biggest hits for HBO Max was the Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, they had an actual huge rise in subscribers to mm-hmm. watch the Batman than they did just random stuff that was new to HBO max. Yeah. It's because people can take a nap while watching it. <laughs> so um, I understand that it's interesting. I don't know much about this guy, but he seems like he's pretty cutthroat, which is interesting. Yeah, uh, I guess we could have talked a little bit about it, but it's not Batman centric. And that's why mm-hmm. we, we didn't really bring it we up. We can talk about it more in the blue beetle question. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so. oh, that's true. Uh, we will uh, go get into that like right now. Yeah. Um, the last question is from King says, what are your thoughts on the Blue Beetle set leaks? Do you like the costume? And of course, he asked if this is a repeat question. Just let me know. It was the first one to ask it. So I dropped these set photos and dude, I legit legit. I just opened Twitter and it was the first photo I saw. Nice. And I I was so giddy. I was super excited. Juice, this looks like it was literally ripped out of the comic. Yeah, man. It's I I don't know what I was expecting. Um, but just seeing it and seeing like a person in the actual suit or seeing, you know, Zolo in it is uh Sholo is really good. Like I was just like, damn, those are awesome. And um, I saw, you know, somebody had the pedestrian video of them dropping him on a car. And I was like, all right, so they're doing yeah. a lot more practical <laughs> effects and stuff, which I like. Um, I mean, you and I, you know, as being Latinos, we've been excited for this film for a long time. I did make the joke that they are filming it in the, like, the most 
non-Latino place in the world in is Atlanta, <laughs> yeah. um, which I find hilarious. I'm very curious on why they didn't choose like New Mexico or even LA. I can understand because LA is probably a little too busy, but New Mexico just seemed like the perfect place. You know, that's the Breaking Bad centric area. I, I thought that they were going to try to do a New Mexico set. Austin's like, getting really popular to film. Yeah, in. that's true. Yeah. So like I just it was weird and I, I, everybody says I think it was Drew or somebody said something like it's about you know taxes or whatever over there which makes sense but um like it's I don't know man I've I've traveled a bit myself and th- you cannot replicate the Latino feel from a Latino city you know what I mean like yeah. you just it I mentioned this because uh, I had family travel recently and I was all. LA just feels like the south side of San Antonio because like that's just how San Antonio is Tacarias, little you know marts and all this kind of stuff that's a lot of LA and I'm like oh this feels like home when I would go, I to, to, LA. go to LA <laughs> yeah it's a, a lot of it is like that man because of course it's people coming from Mexico San Diego is very similar um they have very nice areas and of course a lot of people can't live there forever because you're you're paying for the weather is what you're yeah. paying for because it feels great over there year round but yeah, it's um, I don't know. I was so I'm curious to see how they're gonna do that, or if they're gonna just kind of ignore the scenery, which would kind of suck. Um, because I would like to. See, I know they're gonna have a big Latino family dynamic in this, and that's gonna be the most important thing. But I would like to see you know him growing up in a Latino centric area, which would be nice too. But yeah. I'm not gonna harp on that as much as if they bring the whole family thing across and all that jazz. So, um, yeah, I'm excited, man. the The suit looks great. Um, and I just want to see how it looks with special effects now, dude. Um, I that helmet is going to be in retail stores everywhere, dude. This is their Spider Man. Um, I if Zaslos promotes this right, I'm hoping he sees it the same way. He's just like, This is our Spider Man, like, yeah, you know, this is what we're gonna do. So I'm excited to see, um, what he's gonna do with that. Do you think? Let, I'll throw this question out there since we're about to get off questions. Uh, I believe Drew has a question too, but his has to deal with comics. So uh, we'll deal with that. I think he just wants to know our thoughts on a particular comic. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, do you think Zaslov is going to still be pushing a lot for the diversity stuff? Or does he think we've got enough characters? Because there's rumors that he's not happy with the J.J. Abrams stuff. We know J.J. Yeah. Abrams stuff is very diverse with trying to, you know, go with the I think it's an LB. Uh, it's black and he's gay, right? For Constantine. Yeah. Or is he uh, bisexual? Well, in, I'm not too sure. In, in, in the comics, he is bisexual. But or, I think the or, guy in real life, too, wasn't he? Oh, I, 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 I actually don't know. I actually don't I, know. I could be wrong about that, but I want to say he was. So okay. I don't know if they were trying to go like hardcore with that. I'm curious if Zazzle's going to be like, no, we're just going to hire the best people. I'm curious. It would. It's going to be an interesting development because, yeah. uh, of course, me being a part of a network that uh, does more than just Batman stuff, mm-hmm. um, we were looking into some articles. Um, I didn't know this, but WB fired somebody. Um, I can't remember his for his first name, but his last name is Horn. Um, mm-hmm. Head of all of WB Films, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, fired him back in like. 2016 or something like that yeah and then uh uh bob Iger from mm-hmm. disney picked him up 
And then that guy went to make 20 $1 billion films. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so Zaslov is actually rehiring him back to W. Oh, okay. Um, that is the rumor. Um, but there is a lot of big names that Zaslov is actually bringing in producer wise. Mm-hmm. And it does sound like Zaslov is making three different uh, studios mm-hmm. in conjunction to the films that they're making. So it's going to be DC Blumhouse horror. Uh, yeah. New line, all of that stuff. Yeah. And then the third is animation. So it does look like we're probably in the next couple months, if not a year, going to be having somebody who is going to be the quote unquote Kevin Feige of DC. Mm. Um, He, he is, he is definitely looking into some bigger names. Uh, Recently I saw uh, a guy that was attached to uh, MGM, you know, the whole thing with uh, Amazon and, uh, Lord of the Rings and Bond and all of that. Yeah. So I've seen some names from that. Uh, it's going to be very interesting in the next few years to see how DC is really going to turn for whether it be good or bad. We'll see. Yeah. So, hmm. So does this mean that HBO Max isn't going to be as great anymore? I, I, I don't know. But I mean, it's cool. So that means that Batgirl is gonna be on the big screen then. Yes, it. it uh, Batgirl is going to be moving to theatrical. Canary is gonna be moving to theatrical. Wait. They've already made the announcement for Blue Beetle. So wait, wait, wait. I'm confused now though, because he said that HBO Max. I thought movies that were gonna be on HBO Max get no more than thirty five million dollars. So it means is there still gonna be stuff, or is all just superhero movies only getting thirty five million dollars? No, no, no. So those were specific HBO Max movies mm-hmm. need to be getting $35 million. Okay. When a movie moves into theatrical, mm-hmm. that it, it is set to theatrical, it's going to have a bigger budget. Yeah. So. Okay. So all superhero movies are going to be, or, or, because, so all superhero movies are going to get theatrical releases, is what you're saying. From what it, Sounds like, yes. So we're not going to get any superhero movies solely on HBO Max anymore? I don't believe so. But that doesn't mean that we won't get superhero shows yeah. on HBO Max. Hmm. I'm curious on what he's going to ask. Um, especially, I mean, when I read the article, it made sense that they paid J.J. Abrams $250 million dollars. And he hasn't done anything yet. He hasn't done and, shit in and a, three years. Yeah, and apparently the show that he wants to do needs a minimum of $200 million where they just did the Game of Thrones show that was under $200 million. And they were like, "That we know this thing's going to make us money. How does how do we know your thing's going to make us money? You want more than them? Like, yeah, doesn't make sense. Uh, I'm curious. And I wonder, like, has JJ been just eating that money? Or is it like you don't get any of it until you do something? Like, I want to know how that works. I, so when this deal was made, it was crazy. Everybody was like, oh, mm. shit, that's a shit ton of money. Is he going to be the person that's going to be in charge of DC? What's going on? And since his deal, he has only made projects for other companies. 
Yeah. yeah he has insane. not done anything for WB. Yeah. I don't know, man. We'll see what happens. I'm excited to see uh, what this Zaslav dude does. But um, I think that's it for questions, right? Yeah, that's it. Okay. So I don't, you know, since I'm displaced right now, I do not have all my notes. How many books do we got? So I was looking at it. It does look like we only have because I know you didn't read White Knight. So that's no, out the window. It, it looked, I don't know. I didn't care. I know you didn't read Deathstroke, right? Um, I think I skimmed it. I skimmed it. I skimmed it. Was that the one where like, oh yeah, well, I don't know. Was it Deathstroke or Robin? Does Robin come out this week? I didn't read that either. No, Robin didn't come out this week. It comes out next week, I believe. So what month are we on? I'm trying to find it. Is it in our achieved folder already? Uh, Um, Let's see here. I have not. The phone doesn't show. Okay, I think I'm finding it. Okay, so we have Bat Fortress, we have DC Vampires, and, and Detective. Detective, right? Okay, yeah. so Deathstroke. Here, I do have comments on Deathstroke because I did skim it. This is how you don't do a response to a death of a character. Like, we had the big ending, right, with that character's death uh, response, and he's like, ah, let's go to war. Oh, you're talking about Deathstroke, not Detective. You said Detective. Oh, yeah, no, I meant, uh, but I had said I skimmed Deathstroke. Um, Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So going to Deathstroke, this is not how you do a death. Like, there's no mourning or anything after this. You know what I mean? They're not even really talking about it. It's just they go to this crazy war, and then they're like, he's dead. And then, of course, Robin's like, and, um, you know, there was this moment again with Batman and Robin fighting constantly. And he throws himself out of a plane. Batman has to go save him and all that kind of jazz. But there was a cool little moment when Batman is like, it's not your fault. It's your fault that I put you in that situation with the whole Alfred stuff. I kind of like that. I was like, okay, that's cool. But then, of course, Robin's always like, I got to do things my way. And it's like, this is why Alfred died. Because you had to do things your way. (laughs) Like, your dad is here trying to take the blame for you. And he's like saying, like, you know, you were put in that situation. It's your fault. And then you put him in a bad situation. And it's just like, you got to take some responsibility at some point. Yeah. So, like, if I was Batman, I'd be diving down there. I'd be like, you know what? It was your fault. I take it back. It was all your fault. Like, you know what I mean? It's situations like this. Um, so, like, I don't know. I just thought it was kind of ridiculous. But, yeah, they don't even, like, you just don't care about respawn. And this is the my issue when they do deaths in comics is you never have this mourning period that's why the alfred thing felt so great is because he died and then they like played it out over issues and it was part of the story it wasn't just like now we go to war because of this like it's and i and i understand people can make the argument of oh respawn wasn't even that big of a character why do you want this mourning period yeah to make it believable that deathstroke is actually mourning and or wanting revenge for this yeah yeah because i mean he literally just met him maybe in comic time a week ago yeah maybe for sure yeah they went like straight to war because he kicked what's her name out of a window and then they were already planning and fighting people this is what you could have done and you don't need to do like this like i'm crying kind of thing you could have had him mourning his son this could have been an issue where he was putting him like in a casket or you know because like what do they ever do with the bodies right um he could have put him somewhere somebody could have tried to attack him he could have taken that one person down 
and been like, I'm not here to fight you. I'm here to mourn my son or whatever, right? Like take him down really quickly. And then they keep just talking about the whole issue. Like you don't need to go to this crazy big war, in my opinion. And this is, I mean, it. we weren't really going to care about Respawn anyways. But if you're going to not care about a character, then why even do the death? You know what I mean? Like he hasn't been around long enough because if you're assuming you're assuming people are reading Robin and Deathstroke, meaning that they're gonna be like, oh well, he came out in Robin. People should care about him or know enough about him now. I'm like, yeah. it's if they read it, like there are people that don't like Robin but they like Deathstroke, so they're gonna read Deathstroke. So you know nothing about Respawn. And I I think a lot of readers have trust me, there are collectors and they want the whole story. Yeah, but I think there is a lot of readers have, that have grown out of the oh, I need to buy every issue. Yeah. Um, because people like what they like and they won't uh, go stray from that. So like for them, it's, Hey, I'll read Deathstroke and I'll get these pieces of this story. Yeah. But the good thing about if you're a good writer, most of these writers have like something that catches them up. Yeah. So you don't have to read the entire story. Yeah. So for this, I think I, I think you're right. There wasn't enough of a morning. There wasn't enough motivation for me to see that Deathstroke is actually wanting revenge for what happened to Respawn. Yeah. Yeah, and it's also like the just whole fighting and everything just seems kind of pointless. Like, what where are we building to this? Like, it's still just... Oh, and also, what did you think of the ending, the reveal? the 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 person who's the fake deathstroke oh yeah so that hasn't shown up yet uh not in books that uh that have been released really yeah that's it's not in this issue are you sure yeah scroll all the way it's not in this issue it's next week i believe okay well previews are out for it already because i saw it on cbr okay so uh wait previews hold on Hold on. There is legit an article about it. What is what is today? Today, I could have swore I saw that this week, man. Oh, it was Robin. It wasn't Robin. Robin, I I missed Robin. I did not read Robin. Yeah. So I skimmed Robin. I might have got both of these issues confused then, because I skimmed both of these. Yeah, I I I read. Well, did I? I read Deathstroke and I skimmed Robin. That's what it was. Uh, okay, so, yeah, so the reveal about happened in Robin. Yeah, so the reveal of what happened at the very end. Yeah. Um, this I feel like there was a little bit of a tease in Deathstroke. Okay. Uh, because Robin is like, "Father, he's hiding an accent," and Batman's like, "Very good, Robin," and you know they they try to like fight him off or whatever. Um. Just go ahead, since we kind of blend these two stories together, let's just go mm-hmm. ahead and say it. It's uh, Geoforce. Geoforce. Yeah. I was like, okay. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> I, um, I can't, I legit, I guess Geoforce, last time we saw Geoforce was in Deathstroke's Rebirth story, Maybe. When they're, Dude, I think, like when he was trying saw, to go legit or whatever. Yeah. I think. Last time I saw Geoforce was on the animated show. Nice. Yeah. 
I have not seen him in comics. Because, like, when I saw him in comics, I had to go to Wiki and try to see, like, I was like, all right, where's his history of this? And I believe he showed up in Titans for the first time. Or it wasn't Titans. It was, uh, I don't know. Maybe Young Justice? No, I'm talking about the actual comic he showed up in. Um, oh. I forgot what he came up in. But, yeah, like, I was just like, what's he doing here? I was like, that makes no sense. And um, I mean, I, I if you were if you've watched Young Justice to the people out there that have, you know that he's become a villain or yeah. he's sided with the villains on that side. Um, so, yeah, that was kind of weird. But, yeah, now I'm looking through Deathstroke. Yeah, it doesn't seem like anything really happened here. But I guess this is how the war started. Or I don't know. They're, they're ending with a fight here. Um, also, I don't know why uh, Deathstroke is starting to look like Spawn in this issue. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, really weird. Um also, that Ghostmaker outfit gets worse and worse every time I see. Not Ghostmaker, um, Clown Hunter. Yeah, and and honestly, I I didn't really want to read these books because of the inclusion of Ghostmaker and yeah. Clown Hunter. To be completely honest, yeah, they, I just I saw that they were being more and more like a bigger part of their story of yeah. the story, and I was just like, yeah, not interested. Yeah, I don't care. Uh, let's move on to Detective because Clay didn't read this. No, I did not. <laughs> We'll, we'll give them a pass. Um, I actually did read this story, but to kind of just not hamper onto it too long. So the, it's the Riddler story that continues. Batman is still trying to solve what connection these people have that Riddler is causing to do things. Um, and like as he starts getting lower and lower, we find out, of course, the reporter mom, which we still thought was kind of weird because she looks kind of similar ages to her daughter, the way they're yeah. drawn. Um the reporter mom is secretly working on a story, obviously. She's a good reporter in Gotham. And so she's uncovered information, but she thinks somebody is trying to, or Batman gets a notification that somebody's like in her building and they're trying to, I guess, steal the information or whatever, right? So um, there's like these old, I don't know, I guess super, super deep connections that these people have caused problems before. Are like, I think one guy accidentally had got somebody killed or something like that and like people tried to cover it up and like he didn't he never had to deal with the consequences so i think it's going to be kind of like that there's going to be a lot of people that have gotten away with something and that's what riddler's kind of doing at least that's what i took from the story and batman goes on a date with the you know with the judge lady there's kind of like these little things like you know he's playing the playboy thing like oh yeah i don't have a girlfriend blah 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 um and you know he runs away because he hears about like he i guess you know he's batman so he gets ideas he's like i gotta run to the Batcave after he talked to her starts trying to find out more information we find out he finds a name and he's like we got to find this person he goes looking for the person um and it turns out that he get or no he gets a dna off of something after somebody broke into the reporter's place he gets dna and he finds the person they're looking for this is when we see the riddler talking some more um, and a lot of the people that have done missions for him already get these envelopes that have numbers on them. And it means like you have another mission to do. Now, this weird thing is, is when Batman is looking for this person, Darby, Darby Turner, he goes to Talia Al Ghul. And I'm like, why are they trying so hard to bring her back? I don't understand this. <laughs> and of course, he breaks, he, he shows up to her room and she's all like, oh, you used to be a little bit more like you know this and that and they they have this weird flirtatious thing that's going on and he's all like you know batman's not really having any of it um she changes while he's while she's or he's there and he's all like um he's a she says 
Edward is just playing with you. So I don't know if she's involved or she knows what's happening, but he tries to get information from her and uh, he ends up leaving. He ends up finding the person or no, the reporter goes to this person that is like, hey, you have information for me? She's like, yeah, let's go somewhere else. This leads to that person trying to kill the reporter. And so, of course, Batman shows up, saves the day. And um, he's like, we can end this. And he's like, no, this will never end. This will never end. And uh, she throws herself off the building. And uh, because she doesn't think that she can get away from Riddler, of course, Batman Batmans it up, saves her. And what ends up happening is the guy, somebody that was trying to save the girl that threw herself off the building or this Darby person, goes downstairs. and He's like, oh, I'm sorry. I'll tell you everything that's in the envelopes. Ends up getting shot by the judge's daughter or the reporter's daughter at the end of it. Yeah. And uh, he's like, please uh, don't make me kill you, too. And she's pointing a gun at Batman, which she's just going to get lit up. By, hey, you don't point a gun at Batman. Come on now. Uh, you know, he's a, what is it? Equal opportunity justice server. Exactly. What um, was the, from, uh, from the brave and the bold. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the fist of justice is unisex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, of course, like there's not really much to say about the issue. Um, I, you know, it, I'm still enjoying the story, but it's not like anything to, you know, run home about. Um, uh, but I will say that the Gotham girl story in the back, I don't, I don't know, man. I, I skimmed through that too. And it's just like, there's one point when all these people try to kidnap her dude. And it's like, they bust in with guns and all this stuff. And she's about to use her laser's eyes. And she's all like, she, of course she's got Superman powers. So she's like, what are y'all guys going to do to me? Like, it's not even kryptonite smoke. And granted, I would assume kryptonite does the same thing for her, right? Although she's not technically Kryptonian, but that's what we got the gist of with white kryptonite was it turn you turn into yeah, with the with the platinum kryptonite yeah, platinum, it, does, it gives yeah. you the powers of Kryptonian. Yeah. So she's all like she beats them all up or whatever, and she's like, All right, I'm either gonna beat you guys up or you're gonna help me hack this website. The next panel is them all like chummy around a, a computer with pizza and sodas and they're trying to hack this website. And I'm just like yeah, okay why see i you know why i think this would be something that's a little bit more interesting if it was a comedy show but as a as a comic book it doesn't work you know what i mean because like yeah. at least you could put the sound effects and all of that kind of stuff like like i'm gonna beat you up or we're gonna eat pizza and then the next the next it cuts to them eating pizza and like oh yeah and you, you hear the pizza. studio audience yeah laughing or you whatever. know yeah, like, yeah yeah you can do like a, just a weird dumb youtube video bit well the weird thing about this is she then goes to Arkham Tower, and I'm assuming this is Chase Meridian, or the, the one chick. That was who it was, right? That was in the yeah. detective story. And she's like, I'm here, Doc. And she spears her through a window, and they fly away. And I'm like, why are you doing that? I don't, like, that would be, like, crazy person to me. You know what I mean? I I don't know what they're wanting to get across for Gotham Girl right now. Yeah, I have no idea. It doesn't make any sense. I, I, I don't get it either, man. And why are they going to make this chase person It seem like the bad guy? Now, I'm assuming this is going to be a misunderstanding. And Gotham Girl is just kind of a little, like, out there. But, but this is supposed to take place after the events of the Arkham Tower story in Detective. Mm -hmm. where they said that the Arkham Tower was going to be disbanded. 
Like they were, Did they it? were going to be. I'm pretty sure that they said that they were going to change something. I thought Chase was going to take it over. That's what I'm pretty sure. Okay, okay, okay. Um, but yeah, I just don't understand what they're doing with the story. I mean, I, I didn't really like dive really hardcore into reading it, but it's not great. Like again, they could have done so many things with Gotham Girl, and they're not. They're just making her like this weird. And I don't even know if she was a teen. That's the thing. Like, I don't think she was a teen, but she's coming across as somebody that's like a teen. She seemed a lot older by the end. Yeah. Of King's Run. Yeah. Now I feel like they drew her really differently from the yeah. way Mikkel and, uh, oh shoot, who was the other? Ivan Reyes mm-hmm. did in the very beginning of yeah. King's Run compared to Tony Daniels at the end of his run. Yeah. She seemed like Supergirl's age. How old is Supergirl? She's in her 20s, isn't she? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Granted, I don't know how Kryptonian years and all that work, but I would assume she's like a 20-year-old, something like that. Um, and I kind of put them on the same spectrum. So, like, I just didn't... I don't know what they're doing here. It seems like they're trying to age her down. And now, granted, like age doesn't really matter here but it just means like it seems like they're making her younger when you could have still told a mental health story at any age you know what yeah. i mean so like i don't i don't get what they're doing here um i don't know why she's obsessed with social media and all this kind of stuff um it just seems like they're trying to make her younger like i don't i don't get it um but yeah it's weird so there's that didn't really care about it but let's jump over to do you want to do vampires last or you want to do fortress last Let's do vampires last. Okay. All right. So how, let's jump over to Fortress. How did you feel about this book? Because this is what Drew's question is. Drew's yeah. question is he really wants to know how we feel about Batman Fortress. Yeah, he says his friends hate it, or people he knows hate it, but like Zadarsky stuff, and we're the opposite. So he, he he assumes that most of the stuff that we talk about is kind of opposite of what the general audience really likes. Yeah. Um. So how did how did you feel about this book? You know, man, like this isn't something I hated or absolutely loved. Like I was pretty neutral on this book. Like now there was one thing that annoyed me, and I think you probably know what this is. What is it? The Joker part. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he the writer of this almost saved it, but then ruined it. And like I was just like, mm, no. I mean, this was that book that at the start, I was just like, okay, this is going to be interesting. There's a blackout across the whole world, and there's no Superman. It's it's an intriguing concept. Um, But it wasn't as exciting as I was hoping it was going to be. Like, uh, there was some cool moments, and there were things that I kind of liked some of the dialogue that made sense. But... I'm curious on what people hate about it. I mean, you have a bigger circle. Like, what's what's the... I, I just have not, like... I have my opinions, and we'll dive into the certain parts of the story, but I didn't love it or hate it. Like, it's I actually very, haven't like, heard anybody talking about this book. Really? Yeah. Um, and I haven't really heard a lot of people talking about DC for a while now. Yeah. Uh, I think the only thing people are talking about is, of course... Uh, dark crisis because it is the next event yeah but all the books in between it's kind of very hush hush in the sense of like there's not a whole lot of excitement for these books yeah this book in particular i will say 
I don't think I liked it. Okay. Uh, the dialogue was really cheesy. Um, At times, for sure. And like the one thing that I feel like doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. There's a blackout all over the world. Nothing is working. Oh, but the phones definitely work. But we can't get in contact with a lot of people. Like there is th- that kind of like just the way the events were happening in the sense of them talking about a phone. I was like, you just yeah. said that there was a, a blackout. Why yeah. are the phones working? Oh, well, it's a landline. Well, landlines still connect to electricity. What's going on here? Oh, well, you know, because of the old tech, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, there's it. Things don't make sense for yeah, somebody who used like my grandmother just a, right across the street still has a landline. I, yeah. I still, I still use it sometimes. Some phone companies just give you a free landline now. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's insane. Yeah, uh, but I I agree with the the Joker thing. The uh, oh, w- uh, how many uh, lumens? One million lumens <laughs> to the face. Very Batman thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The dialogue wasn't great in the story, but you know this writer, which is Gary Whitta, did the cardinal sin. Of having Batman be like, yeah, I want to kill this person. Now, here's the thing. You can have Batman talk about this, right? But he just has to say it as a, I've had that thought, but I know I could never do that. That is what you can do. Because everybody has these thoughts, right? Like everybody has like intrusive thoughts and they're just like, yes. you know what I mean? That's a human thing to do. And people that think like, oh, Batman can't even think that way. No. Like, it's totally fine. It's the action or being like, I would totally do this is where they got it wrong here. Because what Witta did was like, he tells Joker, he's like, not today, but someday or something like that, right? Like the dialogue's pretty cheesy, but it's it's essentially that. And the reason why he says he can't do it and he says he wish he would have or like he kind of would have done it like sooner and probably would have saved lives. But it's because there's a school bus of kids and he's like, I can't do it because of them. And I'm like, oh, so you're saying if there wasn't kids here, you'd totally let him fall? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it's it's essentially Batman Begins at the end of the movie, yeah. right? Like, I don't have to save you. You know, it's that. And, I'm not going to kill you, but I don't have to save you. Yeah, um, which that, is... That, that's killing, dude. Yeah, yeah, you're supposed to be a hero, you know? Um, So that's kind of where it fell off with me. And I was just like, uh. the one thing that I did kind of like... Because I think people, like, people that are really sticklers about things, was I like the the little comments of, I don't have to worry about people stealing. He was all, those people have insurance. They're big companies. They're not going to work. It's not going to matter. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, in situations like this, I don't need to care about somebody stealing a TV. I need to worry about somebody getting killed. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that makes sense. Because, like, it's only logical that batman's not he has to pick and choose right it's like okay one side of the city has a bomb the other city has people breaking into a tv store which is more important you know what i mean yeah not saying that each can't produce like a loss of life but one is a lot more dangerous and batman has to choose which one he's going to do like the process of elimination so i kind of like that you know they threw that into the story i thought that was kind of cool because it also had some points of along the lines of like the them breaking into stuff keeps people occupied so they're like instead of doing something crazier they're just stealing tvs you know what i mean 
Yeah. And it's like they're not hurting people. They're just breaking in and stealing stuff from businesses, which can, you know, hopefully have insurance. And knowing Bruce, and even it even happens in this story, they try to rob Wayne Manor because the power's out. Of course, Alfred and Bruce take out all the villains and or the, the burglars. And one of the, ver- the burglars is like, I got five kids, man, and they got to eat. And he knocks them out, and he's like, Alfred, find out if that story is real and see what we can do about that family. That was cool. Yeah. That was yeah. cool. That's very Bruce Wayne. He's done that before. I enjoyed that. Um, and that's how you reform some people, right? Like, that guy's going to have to do some time. But, like, oh, let's take care of his family, and hopefully he'll get on a better footing. Um, that's what happened in the classic uh, reason Nightwing left Batman, right, in the animated series. He was like, yeah. I didn't want to be a part of him because he's so aggressive. And then it turns out that he actually saved the family of that Fuck guy. Batman. Yeah. So, um, you know, Bruce, I, I like that kind of stuff. I did not like the art in this book. I thought the art was kind of gross. It reminded me a lot of the art from uh, The Boys. The yeah, uh, yeah. Like I that is, is the, the type of art style uh, that this had. And the one thing that bothered me was like Bruce was still on this whole kick of like Superman's nowhere to be found. Man, yeah. what are we gonna do? Oh, the rest of the Justice League. Where's Superman though? Yeah. Like like, like yeah. you have a whole other thing of heroes and just like, but where's Superman? Yeah, where's the Boy Scout? He <laughs> called him the Boy Scout, and I was like, Does he say that? Um, because I'm more used to him saying like where's Clark? Clark. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, but we don't know the time period of this. Yeah, I don't know how good of friends they are. I don't know all that kind of jazz, but um, yeah, I mean, I'll give it another issue. I mean, again, like I'm very neutral on this. I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. I just thought it was a okay Batman book. You know, yeah. like it was just, you know, it. I've read a million of them is what I'll say. You know, I've yeah. read plenty of books like this. Nothing stands out. Um, I was excited about it, but to be fair, the um, that other Blackout Batman book we're reading is more interesting to me. Yeah. Which still um, has one more issue. Yeah. yeah. And at least it has a lot of action in it. So mm-hmm. that'll like get you over. And it has like that character is the reason the blackout happened. And we found that out in the first issue. Granted, we we hear that this is aliens. Um, but I think it's, yeah, it is a little bit more plausible that it happens just in Gotham. And it happened because of an EMP instead of aliens taking out the whole world. Um, you know, so because at this point, like, I understand Batman's awesome. But who are you calling up at this point? Like, if if I could not get a hold of Superman, I'm like, where's Supergirl? <laughs> like, you know, like yeah. she's just as dope. Like, where is she? Where's Gotham Girl? Like, you know, I I don't know. I feel like with Batman as as planned as Batman could be, he should have a Rolodex of people that are like next in line when you can't get a hold of Superman. Um, but yeah, I just thought that was pretty interesting. But you could say, oh, they're protecting their own cities, so it is what it is. Um. But let's jump over to the last book of this week, and that is DC versus Vampires. This is a one shot, and um, what'd you think of it? What did I think of Baby Blade in the DC universe? <laughs> uh... Also, a super edgy Nightwing. I well, I think that's my biggest problem mm. is the way they're depicting Nightwing here. Yeah. Now, I don't know. Let me actually look real quick on the cover. This is Rosenberg. Yeah. I feel like his depiction of Nightwing from the actual DC versus Vampires and this 
are two different depictions of the character. I agree. It felt very weird. Also, I had to like really go back and remember, but I was like, when the hell did Damien become a vampire? He did bite him, but he kind of just tossed him aside in yeah. that fight. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I thought that was kind of weird. And it cause like at first you see him going after Martian Manhunter. And I was like, wait, is Manhunter a bad guy or a good guy? Like I just felt so lost at first. And then he like turned into the red eyes of the vampire stuff. And I was like, oh, he's a vampire? I was like, what is happening here? <laughs> and um and then it turns out I like the idea though that Robin is going against the vampires as a vampire. I yeah. like that. Um, but yeah, edgy Nightwing is really weird to me. Well, because he's he's he has the classic tropiness of like the king of vampires and yeah. that of like Underworld yeah. or in Blade, the like almost uh, Morpheus type like stoic very slow talking like that's how i feel rosenberg kind of depicted yeah he's like neo yeah exactly yeah and i was just like i don't know if i like there was such a change in attitude and persona from the last issue to this issue of course you don't know how much time has passed yeah but i do feel like it's too big of a change from what we saw like just last month yeah you know so yeah, really weird um, i i do i do agree with you i like the the rebellion rebellion of uh damien being a vampire but saving people instead mm. of killing people um the whole thing at the end though like yeah i don't know how i feel about it because the whole point is Nightwing is wanting Alfred. Yeah. He's wanting to find out where the rest of the Bat family is. Mm -hmm. And he essentially has him right there dead to rights. And he's just like, oh, well, you have compassion and you can give Damien more than I could ever give him. So y'all can go free. Yeah. What? what? That, that, that doesn't mean any of what you were trying to do in the regular ongoing series right now, or, or I mean, limited series. Yeah. In the beginning of this whole story, like it, it doesn't match. Yeah. It, it's really weird because like you're trying to take over the world. Why are you going to let some of the people that know you the best that also have your powers now still be alive? And, and you see Nightwing, he's like, you'll never see me again. You'll never find me again. I can guarantee that. You'll never find me again. And I'm like, really, though? Um, also, did you notice that they did not... I mean, they kind of hinted at Bruce is dead, but they didn't say he was dead. Like, you know what I mean? Like, until I see, like, his dead body, I'm not going to believe it. Even though he had his heart ripped out. Like, <laughs> I'm just not going to believe it, man. Cause, like, uh, he's now a cyborg. <laughs> yeah, they pff, would not surprise me because it wouldn't surprise me if they're like we threw him in the Lazarus pit. Um, because from my understanding, and I, I'd have to go back and actually research this, but I felt like the Lazarus pit can regrow stuff. There has been some depictions of the Lazarus pit doing yeah. that, so yeah. I, I can see them using that to bring him back. Yeah, 
Because it's it's really weird that like, oh yeah, it would only heal cuts. And I'm like, it can age you to be a baby. Like could why the Laz you... could the Lazarus pit cure your cure you of vampirism? I don't know. That would be interesting. Um because I mean, or is it considered like a holy type of water, you know what I mean? So Oh yeah. You know, maybe you'll just burn alive. I mean, they should be able to test that. I don't know why they wouldn't test that. Like, let's go and test this out. Hey, Damien, um, real quick. Yeah. <laughs> um, we did see him get burned up at the very end uh, when he tried to. So Nightwing ends up putting Damien in this situation. He's like, oh, you can kill me right now, or you can go save your friends. And he only ends up saving Alfred after he goes all the way down to this thing. He's like, they'll probably be dead by the time you get there. Um, and what ends up happening is... He saves Alfred at the very end, but he takes a lot of damage. And um, that's when Nightwing does that weird speech of like, oh, you can show compassion, all this kind of jazz. And Damien's dying, and he needs blood. And Alfred's like, just go for it, boy. And he ends up biting Alfred. So now Alfred's going to be a vampire and yeah. probably work with Damien. But I'm just curious on where it goes from this. Because how how does Green Arrow and everybody trust them now? I you know? I would like to see those conversations. Yeah. I think we'll get those conversations. Mm -hmm. But I I want to see it for sure. Yeah. Because, you know, we did see a bunch of people working together. You know, we saw Onomatopoeia and like uh, birds and all them, like a uh, hawk and dove and all these kind of people, which I think they're all barbecue now. But, um, yeah. you know, we saw a bunch of people. You didn't see Canary and all of them. So these are obviously just characters brought in to get destroyed. Um, I don't know how they got to do dub like that, but uh, yeah, I I don't know, man. It, it, this just felt very off from Rosenberg's normal writing. Yeah. Now, do you think this is something that they were just like, hey, give us some spinoffs, and this is one thing Tynan didn't write? This this definitely looks like a because I don't think Tynan is on the uh, the cover of this to show that he, yeah, no, uh, he is not attached to this one. Yeah, um, I think this very much is more along the lines of Rosenberg's Marvel writing mm -hmm. that I was always getting onto him about and kind of always, you know, poking on to him about. Yeah. And I really hope this isn't a glimpse into the future of what the rest of the series is going to be like. Yeah, that would suck. We've had a lot of high hopes for it. It's been good. Rosenberg's been knocking out of the park with all his writing. Granted, we don't read Task Force Z or whatever, but yeah. Um for the most part, he's been he's been killing it. Um also this this uh comic reminded me of how much I hate Black Mask when it's not the mask. Like it it's an helmet. Like, yeah. I want it to just be seared to his skin, and it looks like a skull that's black. Um, that one's so much better. Yeah. Um, because it looks so stupid when you see the beige between his eyes and yeah. the mask. I'm just like, bro, at least, you know, just do it all black. Like, it looks dumb. But uh, for the most part, that's it. Comics was not great this week. Um, that just goes with the rest of the week we've been having. So... And I'll be completely honest with you guys. Next week we don't even have comics because I can almost guarantee juice does not want Is to it read. It's a, uh, it's an annuals week. Ooh. And Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. Uh, Batman annual 2022 is a ghost maker story. 
Yeah. Not um, we. I don't know what road to Dark Crisis is looking like, mm-hmm. but that may be the only one. Okay. Um, um, if you read that, let me know if it's worth it. And if not, then y'all better have really good viewer questions next week. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I guess it is an annuals week, huh? Yeah. It's, uh, why is it? Does June doesn't June start on Tuesday or Monday? No, it's uh this week has five weeks in it. So mm. May had one, two, three, four, five Tuesdays yeah. uh in, in this month. So they wanted to fill up that last Tuesday and so they did an annuals week. Yeah. All right. It is what it is. Um but yeah, that's it for this week. Clay, what do you got going on, man? So, if you guys go to the Geekverse YouTube channel, you can always check out the review that we did for the first two episodes of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, Or you can listen to it over on Star Wars Alliance uh, on any podcatcher of choice. Go check that out. Um, Like uh, like I said, uh, now, with it being Sunday at the time we're reviewing this, uh, on Monday... Um, DC Alliance is going to be going live talking everything about this Blue Beetle suit uh, and some articles that have uh, come forth with how, you know, like we said, well, like we were talking, uh, how DC is shaping up to be um, a new thing coming from uh, Warner Brothers Discovery. So go check that out as well. Noise, noise. Um, as for me, I don't even know what to expect this next week, y'all. Uh, if I'm lucky, we get a new AC unit on Tuesday, and that means everything should be getting back to normal. But there's no guarantee of that until I see that AC unit at my place. So um, if this podcast is late again next week, then you'll just know that uh, things are not back to normal at my house. So that's it. But that's going to be it for this episode, ladies and gentlemen. Sorry that it was late, but we still got it out to you on the weekend. So that's going to be it. As always, he is Fanboy Clay. I am Juice Wayne. And remember... Batman is awesome. Batman! News Weekly. <laughs>